Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day to find deeper clarity into my own gifts and what my soul's purpose is in this lifetime, and I want to bring you along for the ride. She told me as I woke from walking Hello everyone, welcome back to the new and improved me. <laughs> um, I have, this one's probably going to be long and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to have to be referring to notes because it is so long and it's all about my experience with Mother Ayahuasca and everything that unfolded with my two ceremonies that I had on the retreat that I took in Costa Rica. So first, I'm going to say a disclaimer of I'm not a medical professional, a therapist, or someone that's qualified to tell you if this is the path for you. Only you can be the one to decide that for yourself. So please discern anything that I say today and use it in your own best interest, in your own judgment, and really decide and tune into frequency because what I the biggest lesson I learned is that it is all vibration and frequency and if you get a ping that is deep inside that's your call <laughs> and that's the call you should be listening to not me because I'm the vehicle delivering the message but I am not the message so it's gonna be really hard for me that like the planning that went into sharing this experience is more than I ever usually do because normally I just kind of have some notes, but I kind of just talk off the, like have ideas that I want to talk about. But today, because there is so much to cover, I took like so many, so many notes because I only want to share this experience one time. One, uh, one of the shaman told us that the more that we give away what we experienced in these um, ceremonies, the more it leaves our, our soul. And I do not want that to happen. I have not shared this with anyone aside from Richard, um, like my mom, my best friend. I, I have not spoken with anyone because, like I said, I want to share it once, put it out there, have the vibration going, and then keep the rest for myself because there were so many beautiful things that happened that I'm still processing, obviously, and I will be processing for a long time. But I'm going to do my very best to share with my heart what happened. And the reason that I feel that I want to do this and that I am called to do this is that God, it changed. It, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself, firstly. And it's just, I want the vibration out there. I want to share from my heart what's possible for us. And you do with it as you see fit, right? Um, so I'm going to do the best that I can because I believe that it's a, a power to heal ourselves. And I know that it all starts with vibration. And I would love for you guys to just tune into the vibration of, of my voice and of my words and of my emotions. And again, if you feel the call inside of you, you will know it. There is no, um, I think when Aya calls you, it's like, you just know. There is no like mind chatter about it. It is a deep within resonance. So when I look back at where I was, I was putting out the vibration of Aya probably maybe nine months ago. And it came into my life, but I, I didn't feel safe in that environment. And then it came in again in this other way. And it was a like, <gasps> yes, there was no like I had to think it over. I had to no. <laughs> it was like a, a hell yes. So that's the vibration. And that is what you should be looking for in yourselves if you are called to do this plant medicine. 
Okay, so all of that out of the way, I'm going to say the, for me, the most important thing of this week was the set and the setting of the experience. Because now why, I know set and setting are important, but in this case, you have to let go and surrender your whole being and your whole ego to the moment. And if you don't feel safe and you don't feel comfortable and held in that space, you will have difficulties doing that. Of course, like anyone, you need to be in a safe environment. And that is why for me, going down to Costa Rica and doing it with actual shaman that have been doing this for 20 years was so important. The person that I could have done it with here in um, the United States, I didn't feel the same vibration of nurturing, I guess. And I knew it. I knew that, yeah, I could get in there and get it done, but I didn't think it would be safe for my soul. So I held out and waited for this moment to come in. And for me, it is the biggest and most important decision where you guys, if you choose to do this medicine, where you go. I have heard that people have done it with less experienced shaman and there are fragments of your soul that are left out there and haven't been able to integrate back into the body and they struggle after the ceremony to find that peace within again. So that is why to me, such an important thing. So then also the actual ceremony took place in a, in a maloka, which is essentially like an outdoor pavilion. Um, and they had beautiful beds and blankets and candles and music. And it just set this such a beautiful environment. And we were all in a circle around, um, the shaman and creating this container that again just brought a sense of oneness and just deep safety. So you go into this with an intention and I knew my intentions and I use the same intention for both ceremonies was heart healing. And for me, this was mostly around finding out that I was a walk-in soul and letting go of the past imprinting that I've had with my previous soul and also things that possibly could be lingering inside of me that needed healing that, again, I don't have a memory of, but possibly could be there. So that was my intention. But I also felt like I was also open to what I uh, wanted me to work on. So there is like that having the intention, but then the also openness of letting her be the guide and letting her be the one that shares with you what you are ready to work on and what you're ready to heal. So remember, pretty much what people talk about of ayahuasca is that this is a medicine that is something that we can use to work on shadows, to work on the things that we aren't conscious of, but we're holding on to. So I went into this thinking heart healing and that I must have shadows in there that need some digging out and needs, you know, some excavating. So that's what, why I was ready to do this work. And remember that in, uh, this place of, of ascension, the reason that we do shadow work and that we're called to do our own shadow work is because you get to a place where you can't, you can't, continue on with your development until you do the work, until you do go back and heal the wounds that are holding you from moving forward. Now, I'm not saying that I felt like I was at a like a standing point, but I did know that I don't have a memory of a lot of things. And I knew that there were probably things that I needed to work on. So that's kind of where my mind was around the whole thing. Um, and just being open to the experience. So we started the ceremony at uh, 6.30 p.m. And we all got called up to take the first um, cup. And it's just a little shot glass cup of tea. And for me, it tasted like a plum juice that has a little bit of a medicine kind of um, taste. So it wasn't terrible at all. Um, I know a lot of people talk about it being terrible, but it wasn't. And then you go back and you sit on your little bed and you they're playing music and um, 
And by, I think at that point they were playing live music. So there are two shaman and then there were, I think five helpers. So they were all um, kind of gathered together in the center of the circle and singing. So I sat down and I'm just feeling the music and everybody's sitting. We're kind of just, we, we aren't talking. We're just sitting and tuning into the music feeling the vibe, but I wasn't feeling anything other than the music and the vibe. <laughs> and, you know, because I, I hadn't experienced this before either, I didn't know how it was going to take me on and what was gonna, the feeling was. So then after, I think, at least a couple hours, they called us up for the second cup. And so I got up. We, we all got up. Except for my roommate who was on my right side, she was feeling it and she was already in it. Um, I, I think aside from her, everybody else got up for the second cup. Um, oh, wait. And one thing I didn't talk about is there were about 30 of us in this group. So uh, there were, it was intimate, but there were a lot of people at the same time. But at that point, we had already been there a full 24 hours. So we kind of already had no, met each other and again, felt comfortable. So then um, I went up and got the second cup and I come back to my bed and I sat down. And at that point, they changed the music from being live music to hooked up to a phone. And I just laid back down and it was like, whoosh. <laughs> like as soon as that song started, I was in another dimension. And the message that I got right away was, I already had the medicine in my stomach and it just took the trigger of it coming back in through my throat. And it was like a like equals like vibration. And that's what set it off for me. So right away, I was like, whoa. And then it became my whole body. So I'm laying down and my body felt like it was attached to strings like a puppet. And it, they were like, and I say, I'm going to say they a lot because I know it was my spirit guides, my higher self. Um, I was a puppet that was being moved around in different positions so that I could do energetic releasing because at this point it was people started throwing up. <laughs> there were people throwing up all around. And what I realized is that they were moving me in different positions so that I could release the energetic buildups that I had in my own body. And wait, if you guys hear some huffing and puffing, Peaky's eating a treat over there, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyways, like a lot of it was like back arches and just releasing straight from the heart. But for me, it would come out like a, a big ball in my throat and then a like a like I was going to throw up, but it was like an energetic throw up. And it my jaw would be like so uh, as wide as it could go on the hinges without breaking my jaw. So, and there were many, 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 many of these. Um, and it felt like a buildup and then a release. And then it would like calm down for a minute and then it would find another one and then it would move me into a new position. And then I would feel it like a like it was gonna throw up. But for some reason I did, I kind of knew I wasn't gonna throw up because I didn't reach for the bucket. Um, but it felt like, okay, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then it like that. <laughs> um, and at some point, I was like, my jaw's going to break. Like, I can't open up any heart more than I already am. It felt like that for the energy to get out, there was work on the jaw that was happening. So this was going on for some time. And then I realized that with each new song that came out over the sound system, that it was the, 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 vibrate, the vibration of a new starting point of all of life. So each song brought in a different vibration that literally would take me out of whatever moment or thing I was experiencing and bring me to another place within a second. And it was like, so in the journey, it was like, imagine how many songs you can hear. And it, we started at 6.30 p.m. And I didn't go to sleep until sunrise, so 5 a.m. the next morning. That's how many different journeys I went on. So um, 
what I found is that the vibration of the sound of each song brought me deeper into the awareness of myself. And each new song was a new vibration. So the first vision that I had um, was that I became, I'm laying down still, and I became one with the vine of Aya. And I realized that Aya is me. I'm Aya. And I called myself home to this experience. And then it was like this just big opening that kind of like felt like a flower blossoming in my chest. And it was like, Ayo had always thought that, yes, I hear Aya calls you, but it's not, we are all one and we are all it, right? So Aya is just a, a fractal of you and it's you calling yourself home. So that's why when I say you'll know when you're ready because your soul will call you. It, there is no anyone convincing anyone to do this work, you know, <laughs> Um and it's just learning to trust that that voice inside of you, that intuition, right? And whew, then I got the the I'm download of because I still was that's how I was get, like um, getting telepathic messages. So I got the download that um, we, which means everyone that was inside of the Maloka, had planned this meeting long ago in in spirit form, and that we all agreed that we would be ready to meet our higher selves at this time and that we would be together as a family to witness the births, the rebirth of each of us. And I just felt like, oh my God, because like, up to that point, you know, these people are just people. I didn't realize that our souls have, have known each other for lifetimes and in to the point where we are actually a soul family. And we all vibrationally heard the call to be in this moment, in this place, in this time. And it there is no way that it could not have happened in this exact way. Because as you guys know, everything happens exactly as it's supposed to. There is no mistakes. There is no like, oh, I should have been there. I should have been on this trip. I should... No, everything is exactly how it is supposed to be. So when I had that realization, I just felt like so much love for these people that had agreed to be a part of this birth for me and me for them. And I just, uh, yeah, I felt just like, whew. So they all had decided to be present for my rebirth. And I'll, then I felt like, Actually, I think this one, I saw a key go into a lock and turn and a, and a door kind of pushed open. And at that moment, I realized that I'd been here before. I had been in this space before. And what it was is when I, I have an episode called Rumi, which is actually the time that I did 5-MeO DMT, which is also called Bufo. And it was showing me that that medicine was also the vehicle that brought me to source and that this was just, that was like a straight shot to source within 15 minutes. This was a journey to source, but they are all the same place. And that resonance back into that space was you've been here before, you know where you are. And I just felt like, connected. I felt like I had already let go of my ego when I did the 5-MeO DMT. So my ego had already died. And this, that for me was about a year and a half ago. So um, it was in that same vibration that I, I had recognized. And I, it almost felt like home, like it felt like secure. So then I was able to really let go into the experience. Up to that, I was just waiting for the downloads and hearing the messages. But at this point, it was like a release of, I know this place and I know that I'm safe. And it was a very fluid, telepathic feeling and allowing space. Now, the difference of that space versus the third dimension where we all are right now is that here it's hard angles, 
and thinking and ego. So whenever I say connect to that place of, of the inside and of flow, it is going to feel like fluid telepathic feeling and allowing. It's just a totally different, uh, like almost like you are floating versus walking, you know, like on this plane, we walk to get somewhere. That space is more of like, uh, you think it and you become it and you are it. So that is when the process of my rebirth started. And um, there were more energy releases and body movements. And there was like moments where I couldn't catch my breath and I was breathing really heavily. And then there would be moments that I wouldn't breathe at all for minutes. And the whole time my mind is there, like it is like way back here, but it is there witnessing what's happening, but it is not in control of the body. So I started getting like, like thinking, wait, I haven't breathed in a while. Am I like, what's going on here? Do I need breath? And I, and then it was like, get out of your mind. It doesn't matter. Let it go. So I let that, that thought go. And I just allowed, again, what was meant to be, be. So there were times that I wasn't breathing for quite a long time. And then I got the message that, oh, our bodies and our vessels are so, so, so special. And that we need to care for them and protect them and that they're allowing us to experience this dimension and they're our vehicle for expression. And then they started showing me pressure points um, within my body. So I'm still laying down at this point and I'm doing different energy work on my body. Um, and it felt like uh, literally hand uh, healing. And again, not me doing it. Me in the sense of my vehicle was doing it, but not me controlling where I was doing it. <laughs> And again, it was just all very organic and fluid. And then I felt that there was this serpent energy that started flowing through me. And when I say that, it was not only in body movement, but it was the, the way that I was moving and the way that I was thinking and the way that I was experiencing that moment. So it's possible it was part of a Kundalini awakening, but my hands were becoming very fluid with the um the the vibrations of the music and i was just allowing it and i just noticed that it felt very like slithery in a way and i was like that's in you know i'm still so my mind's over here and i'm thinking like oh that's interesting okay <laughs> and then um they started singing live again so they took the the music off of the the player and they started singing live and at the very beginning the shaman said if you can join the circle when we are singing so i was coherent i was here right but i was not throwing up i was not in distress um so i sat up and um i've wanted to be connected and wanted to be a part of the circle so i opened my eyes to connect with what was happening in this plane and then this is the part that it's gonna get take a turn for the out there <laughs> place um and i just hope that you guys are able to bear with me because it's a lot and i uh, like i said i'm still processing it and but i want you to know that up to this point i had already released my ego i had already um surrendered to whatever so I started to feel that my higher self, which felt like an alien, uh, enter my body and my posture changed. So I don't know, like we're sitting on these mats or these like mattresses and, you know, I'm kind of like normally not the best posture. And all of a sudden, like as the being came into my body, it was like rod straight and tall. Like this being was way bigger than me. And the spine was just very erect. And then <laughs> she, I asked her, because I definitely felt a shift in, in the energy in my body. So I said, like, what is your name? Again, telepathically. And she said, I am you. We are one. 
So then I was like, okay, that's cool. I'm a lot, this is my higher self and I, I'm okay with that. Then, <laughs> okay, <laughs> she raises my left hand and does a hand signal. And if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing it right now. But essentially it's my hand, my left hand going up with my ring finger angled downward. And she just started showing this to everyone in the circle. Sorry guys. Girls! And um and I'm just watching again, I'm kind of like, what is going on? But it's so strong that I have no control over my hand at all. So I noticed that I make eye, eye contact with one of the singers and I'm kind of like showing her, this is where I'm from. This is the planet that I'm from. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like also witnessing what's going on. And, and I, I'm, I'm again, allowing, but I'm also like, what the fuck is going on here? And there was a moment that I felt like, like I kind of had a chuckle because I'm like, what is happening here? But she wanted everyone in the circle to know where we are from. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm letting it go. It's fine. And then she was very curious and she kind of looked around the circle and then she put up um, my hand to, uh, to my third eye. So my right hand went to my forehead and did sh there was like an energy imprint into my third eye. And then she put it down. And then she was like just very curiously looking around. And then it wasn't like she was speaking to me in words. This is all telepathic. But she wanted to feel the the presence of being embodied in this dimension. And I was just letting it flow, letting it happen, and not being scared or wanting it to be over. Now, I will say that when I do energy healing with people, I have, I, I know that I'm a medium. I know that I can get messages from people's um Sometimes it's their higher self. Sometimes it's other guides around them. Sometimes it's people in their lives. Um, so I knew that I could tune into others' energies, but I had never let them be embodied before. Now, at this point, I didn't feel afraid. And I was just like, okay, I I, I felt on, honestly like she's going to be in me forever now. Like this is me. And I just have to adjust to the vibration of her. And then <laughs> the as the music changed, because now they're singing in front of me and I am like in this state of allowing my higher self in the body, I realized that with each change of the song, there was um, other energies, other beings that wanted to also come in. And <laughs> I for some reason felt safe in that. I felt like, okay, if actually it wasn't even like, cause at that point, my mind honestly didn't even think about it because I was already so surrendered to what, whatever that, but I, I felt the, my higher soul kind of also take a step back and then another energy came to me. They did the same kind of like, uh, imprint to my third eye, which I realized after so many of these, I realized was the key for me to know what their vibration was, which then would allow my body to be, um, to let them embody through me. So as a new song would start, <laughs> a new being would do this kind of imprint on my energy and then on my third eye. And then I would be the vessel for them to come through. So the first one was a snake. And what I realized was that they are so curious and they it was like their opportunity to come um, lower their vibration to come into this dimension and experience what it feels like and also what it looks like from this uh, standpoint. And the snake, 
it ended up being many. <laughs> so I'm going to say that it was first a snake, then uh, like a reptilian something. Um, there were many alien, different alien beings, and each one was a totally different um, vibration and different even... Because as they would come in, I would take on their their movements, their statures, their like if it's an animal, I would be like literally crawling on the ground. Or if it were like um, there was a cat and I got up on my all fours and I was just like literally whatever it was, I was that. So there was an octopus <laughs> at one point. There was a like cat beings, there were um, elephants, and there were insects. And they just took turns to experience this dimension. And when they were embodied, the, I would take on them. So it was as if I were seeing this dimension through their eyes, and they were like, just curious. And it almost like play like, like they were very like, just looking around and, and exploring. And what I felt was that they didn't want to stay here. They just wanted the experience. So again, I wasn't feeling like afraid of what was happening. I was just allowing it all because I knew that this was their opportunity. This was their opportunity to experience. And I felt safe and I felt like, okay, I can, again, surrender to that there were a couple times that I had to ask them to be gentle. Um, there were some that would like have me like, oh, I felt like upside down and like doing things that would hurt my neck or my back. And um, in that, in those cases, I did say that you need to be gentle with her. Um, you need to slow down and be gentle. And then they would. It wasn't like I had to tell, you know, I had, I said it because I felt like, okay, this is a little extreme, but there was also like a, a, in a way of respect. So I didn't, again, feel scared, <laughs> but then I decided like, I'm going to try to see in between songs. Cause I knew that was my opportunity. I decided to try to see if I can put in a seed of my own life into what was happening to see if I can pull away from the beings coming in. And so I put in like this seed in my mind of Richard and I was like trying to bring him in and, and have some kind of like, I don't know, download or experience that involved his higher soul. And they were like, nope, we're not looking at anything to do with you at this point. So I was like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and then I was just brought back to this cosmic collective energy. And they were like, this isn't about you specifically. You are here to feel everything. So um, I did at some point also become more aware that as I'm looking around, I'm seeing like other people are just really like sleep on their beds, like in a cocoon. Um, I And they said to me, everybody is exactly where they need to be. The ones that are in the cocoon state are just experiencing the, the shadow work that they need to do in order to get to the place of accepting this vibration. So essentially, we cannot go to this full surrender place until you have released the shadows and this incarnation that you're holding on to, um, because it almost feels like turbulence. Like it, it's like the shaking of, and, and even I like hearing people purge around me and what they were going through. It's like, they're trying to shake it out of you. They're trying to say, okay, let's get it out. And, and getting it out can look like so many different things. Like I said, they can be energetic releases. They can be actual throwing up, crying, a lot of people crying and just, all of it is to release it so that you can get to the state of surrender. And again, you can't bring your frequency to that state until you have allowed your ego to die. And I mean, for a lot of people, that ha sounds scary, but that is the goal of what ayahuasca's medicine is, is to gently <laughs> bring us step by step to the frequency of source. And when I looked around and saw like all the people around me were in that state, 
the message just was everything is exactly how it's supposed to be. Don't have a judgment about anything. They all are here to also rebirth, but they're in different stages and it's all perfect. <clears throat> so I the I then realized that the medicine was starting to wear off for others and that they were starting to get up and, and talk to each other. And then some came over and sat down by me and I was able to have conversations like they would ask questions and I would be to in like it as long as it was kind of like at the end of a song or before another song started, I was there. I mean, I was present. But then as a new song would pick come in, I remember having talking to a couple people and being like, oh, this one is an octopus. And I would just go into that them. I, I would just, again, surrender into the octopus and let the octopus have that moment. And um, the thing is, is I did feel a little bit like, why am I the, like, this is not what I thought ayahuasca was. This is not what I was expecting. And also, I think it was at that point that I kind of had this feeling of, this isn't other people's experience. Now, everybody is having their own internal experience and I'm not experiencing what they're experiencing and vice versa, but I did feel like, okay, everybody's ready to kind of close up the night and I am like literally in the middle of my journey because <laughs> there was no way that these beings were ready to let me go. So um, the shaman said, so some people started leaving and the shaman said that they would stay um and a few other people in the groups also stayed. And um, then I had the, the, the next song that came on was I was some kind of insect and I was actually like crawling on the ground and like literally on the ground, um, but not on my like all fours, like literally my body fully on the ground. So I did allow that insect, insect to come through. And then it, as I was down there before another one came in, I decided to focus my attention on Mother Earth because my head was like already on the floor. And I put my third eye to the floorboards and I asked to see Pachamama. And <laughs> it's not what I expected at all. Um, what I saw is that there were gears moving um, as I went down through the different layers, and it felt like she is a machine that is well-oiled and well-capable of taking care of everything. She controls everything, fires, earthquakes, storms, everything. And, you know, we think of the earth as different layers of dirt and minerals, but in the I guess in the spirit realm, it's so much more than that. It is literally the insides of a machine. And the feeling that I had was that we don't have to worry for her. She is taking care of business and she knows what she's doing. Everything that happens here on this earth is exactly what is meant to happen. Now, we have the choice and we can do our part to bring light to this planet. And if it happens that you are in a situation where you can bring your own light in, it's almost like extra credit. So let's say like I go to the beach all the time and when I'm there, I pick up trash. Anything I see, I pick it up. And I have always been doing this since I probably started on the shamanic path. But what she said is that we can start tuning into and feeling her vibration by giving her love. And that's not to say I'm going to save her by picking up trash. No, she doesn't need saving, but she does want our affection. She's this mother that holds us and embraces us and gives us a place to be. And she wants that affection back in return. And there are obviously many, many, many ways to do that. But in my case, it has been in the sense of picking up when I can. So if you guys are feeling called in ever in a moment where you see trash that isn't where it belongs, <laughs> give back, just give back help. And, and, and it's like saying thank you for holding us and thank you for nurturing us. So then at this time, it was around like, I mean, I didn't have a watch on. So I'm guessing it was around like 2am. 
and I'm already down on, on my head on the ground and I am like full, you know. So I start crawling over to the shaman and I'm like, oh, where do I go from here? Because at this point, I think there are just a couple people left and um, they had turned off the music too. And he said, if you find out, you tell me. And I just started laughing. And it was at this point that I realized this joke that he had told us when we first met him earlier in the day, which is, he said, we're just musicians. And of course, I was thinking, what what does that mean when he said it? But what I realized is that the shaman are the conductors of vibration and frequency, which is an all dimensions and it's how everything travels it's the portals to all other dimensions and this is um, which is how the beings were able to come in was through those vibrations and frequency into my body and I realized that had we known that we would have been focused on the music and been like what's happened you know but it's almost like a, a side door into your consciousness so that your mind can like allow it to pass without it needing to understand it. And it is everything. The music is everything. And so I was just like spilling all of this out to the shaman and he was like, you got it. Yeah, that is that is exactly what it is. And that's why we call ourselves musicians. And I was just like, oh, it just was just such a beautiful like moment of clarity and just being so grateful to be in the arms and of them you know and and they they orchestrated the whole night so beautifully and so gently and I mean, imagine 30 people that you are conducting all at once and able to wrap your hands around all of them and all of the things that everybody is going through. It's just masterful. And I felt just so grateful. So then, um, let's see. Sorry, I'm reading my notes again. Um, I already said that. So eventually the shaman left and there were four of us left in the maloka and I stayed up until sunrise and then the rooster started crowing and I was able to, I got up and I brought myself back to the room and I put it on an eye mask and I was able to sleep for a few hours. And when I woke up, everybody, my roommates were gone. And um, I had this feeling of kind of dread <laughs> because... Man, I, I mean, if everybody was like on a level of a 10, I was probably on a thousand. So I felt like, what the hell happened? And am I, are they going to judge me? You know, I, you guys know I am, and I have always said, super introverted. And basically, Aya made me the complete opposite of that. And so my ego was coming back and saying like, oh God, what? did I do? <laughs> um, and then also then the second thought was, how am I going to make it through another night of this? Because even though I had surrendered to all of it, I was exhausted. My body was uh, like wrecked. It felt like, um, like I had run a marathon, you know, and I just felt like and this is just the first night. So um, then my roommate came back to the room to get me to, to come down to breakfast and I told her my fear and she said, no, no one's judging you. I mean, yeah, they're, they're curious and talking about you, but nobody ha is judging you. Don't, you know, don't think of that. And so um, then I, I went out and kind of saw everyone and um, we kind of shared a little bit of each of our stories, but not, not in detail, like more just, you know, little things. And I, I told them about the, this is where I'm from. And we were able to have so many laughs about it and not take it so seriously. And I, and it helped me to get out of my fear state of being, uh, like seen in some way. And I just felt like so nurtured by them and, and weirdly understood, like, again, like they knew what I was going through and, we're holding the space for it to happen. And um, yeah, so I I was able to just let go of that ego part of me that was afraid. Um, 
So then we uh, had the second ceremony that night. And again, as you guys knew, I was already kind of feeling like uh, just nervous and like, what can she actually show me tonight after all that? So my my roommate said, you know, why don't you try to ask her to keep you in your body this time instead of letting everybody else use your body? And I was like, oh, I'm okay. I could, I'm going to try that. Like, because I remember I tried to get back to my, um, I remember I, t- I tried to bring in Richard and they were like, nope, this is not what this is about. And then, but when she said, just try to stay in your body, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. So I was like, okay, I'm, I, that sounds good. So, you know, my intention was the same, the second ceremony. Um, I, it was heart healing, but I asked her to be gentle. Um, and this time I felt her with the first, uh, cup and it was just really soothing and loving and healing and just inwardly gentle. Um, there were just a lot of hand movements over my body and energy work over my body. And the next day I had these red, um, like I can't even describe them because it's not even like a hive, but they were like bright red spots where I had been doing energy work. So um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then, um, I, I did, I was coherent for the second cup call and I did go up, but, um, I, the, the shaman just gave me a very tiny bit, which I at the time felt like thankful for, cause I hadn't slept really at all. And I was like, okay, I'm already feeling it. And, And it's weird because when you're in that state, you feel energy flowing through you and you can move it in a visible way. And so as I was like standing in line to get my second cup, all of the girls that were behind me in the circle, they were, I think they were all sitting there waiting to get up for their second cups. And I just felt like giving them energy and like really tuning into them. And they saw me doing this and they started smiling and laughing. And then I just gave them my hand signal and they just like totally just started cracking up. But it felt like love, you know, it was like this moment of clarity of, look, we are all from other planets and this is just a meeting of the minds on this plane. We don't come from here and that we, none of us come from here. We just, this is what we know. And this is the meat suit that we have for here. And that's perfectly beautiful, but our higher souls are not from here. And the more that we can kind of accept it and almost like laugh at it because it's really funny. Um, it just felt like a beautiful connecting moment. And, um, yeah. So the only other thing I was shown the second night was that when I call in my spirit animals, when I open sacred space, I'm actually calling in myself from other incarnations. So all of the animals that I've connected with in in the spirit world are actually all incarnations of me. And I am actually calling myself in for that moment, which I thought was really beautiful, especially when I think of the hummingbird, because the hummingbird actually is one of my spirit animals. And I told you guys that um, one gave its life for me a few weeks ago. And God, we are just all connected so deeply to everything that it made me just know that we in this plane think of everything is outside of ourselves when really it is us, you know, like there is nothing outside of us. Aya is not separate from us. We are it. So um, I was able to, as everything was closing up, we had like a little dance party and I went back to the room and I was able to sleep fine that night. And um, on a scale of one to 10, the first night was a hundred and the second night was like a four. So how could I explain and how do you there I think she gives you exactly what you're ready for and that is that is Aya there is no way that anyone else's experience would replicate mine and and even hearing other people's stories every single person it's like your soul talking to you so there are no two alike and it's not supposed to be that way so when your soul calls you to this plant medicine, it's because it wants you to know yourself in a deeper way. So I also am going to share with you guys who I did this with. Um, 
I, it's called, they have a website called awakeninghelp.com and it's run by Aaron Dowdy and Victor and Patty Odo. And, um, God, I cannot say enough about this group of people and the shaman that they have gathered to work with. It was the perfect, Oh, just the perfect symbiotic meeting of of energy that created the best, safest container that I could ever have dreamed of. And they don't do them often. There is the next one that they're planning is an all women's retreat and it's um, July 24th through 28th. So I am going to link it below um, if anybody is feeling the call because I want you to have a safe container to do it in. But no, I think they do it two to three times a year, and I cannot recommend them enough. So I am sharing because I believe in that. Then there's also a book that I listened to called The Healing Powers of Ayahuasca by Mark McLean. And in that book, he documents 16 people's different experiences. And in that, you will hear that the medicine called people from all different walks of life, different walks of trauma, some with no trauma, some with like such deep addictions. And it's for everyone. It is for everyone as long as you're ready to receive it. So um, also, I found this beautiful quote from Dr. Wayne Dyer, and it is, Aya is not about getting high. It's about reaching your higher self. And the thing is, is are you ready? You know, are you ready to feel that for yourself and be in that space? And then finally, the music. (laughs) It was just, I, I hope I was able to share how transformative it was for me. And since we came back, um, a few people got together and created a Spotify playlist and were able to find most of the songs that were in this um, week-long journey. And I'm going to share that with you guys because if you are on the path to wanting to receive this medicine, I believe you should start with the vibration before you even get to Aya because we are always working with her and you are always working with yourself. And I believe it's the beautiful introductory way into that vibration. So... I know this one has been long. I hope that you've been enjoying it. And I just want to take a a moment to just say, (laughs) I had the best, best experience with this experience. And I'm going to next week talk about um, the day that we had with Wachuma, which is another plant medicine, and share all the beautiful things that came from that experience but I wanted to just dedicate this episode to ayahuasca and say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.